What's up, guys? I'm Jared Lopes, and you're listening to the Dad Tired Podcast, where I'm helping everyday families learn how to follow Jesus in everyday life. How's it going, guys? Jared Lopes back here with you on the Dad Tired Podcast. Welcome. We're glad to have you, especially for those of you that just stumbled upon the podcast. Welcome. We're a community of men who are just trying to figure out what it means to fall in love with Jesus and help our families do the same. That's kind of what we're all about here is equipping uh, men to lead their families well. We know that a lot of us guys didn't grow up with dads that did that. They either weren't around or really didn't lead us spiritually or gave us no example of what that looks like. And so that's what we're trying to figure out. We're a bunch of young dads and husbands that um, kind of feel like we're stumbling our way through it, but are committed to leading our families well and towards Jesus. So we'd love to have you come hang out with us, get involved with what we're doing. The best way to do that is to go to dadtire.com and then click the community tab that will link you over to a closed group that we have on Facebook with thousands of guys from around the world who, again, are taking their faith, their family, and their marriage very seriously. So I would love to meet you. There are thousands of other guys in that group who would love to meet you. And I just want to say um, there's some guys who go in there like just looking for a fight. Um, you're, they're like set on just getting in there and having some like theological debate or like nitpicking things. And I just want to say, dude, if that's you, like if you're just looking for a fight, don't join. <laughs> uh, we're, we want men who are humble, man. Uh, the, it, we just want men who are humble and who recognize that they don't have it all figured out and that they're they're trying their best to submit that they're not God, that they don't make a good God, but there's a better God, Jesus. And the, the closer they encounter Jesus, the more they realize like how jacked up they are. And uh, they're just not trying to like bully everybody around. So we really do. I, I sincerely want you to come hang out and be part of the group. But also, if you're just coming to like pick a fight, don't come hang out because uh, that's not what it's about. It's about pointing each other towards Jesus, reminding each other of the gospel and uh, encouraging each other. So anyway, that's my little rant on that. I know some of you have reached out. You said, you know, Jared, that the Facebook group is big and there's there's people in there who's just, you know, starting fights or whatever. Listen, I, I can't, there's zero way that I can control what happens on a Facebook group. Uh, we have thousands of guys in there from around the world, Some of most of whom are the podcast listeners, some of whom aren't like Facebook just suggested that they get in a group. And um, I, I just can't control it. There's no way I can control it. The other admins can control it. I'm trying my best to uh, filter out things that just don't make sense for pointing other people towards Jesus and reminding them of the gospel. But I can't read every comment thread and like do a background search on every single person that wants to join. So anyway, show some grace. Go in there to give, uh, to to encourage other guys, to be encouraged. Uh, and most of all, I guess, be humble. Uh, so anyway... That was a longer rant than I planned on. Hey, I've got a super, uh, I, I've got a really good idea for you, husbands, uh, for a Valentine's Day gift and or Mother's Day gift for your kids. Um, there's a ministry. It's a small ministry right now, but I'm confident that they're going to explode here really quickly. It's only small because they're, they're fairly new, um, but it's called Backgate Prayers. So if you go to backgateprayers.com, what it is, they sent me this, a set of their prayer cards, this last week and it was so good. So what they do is they take a picture uh, that you upload to their website. They take one of the pictures of your kids, either one child, a boy or girl, or both. Uh, so you, if you have multiple children, you can put multiple children in one picture, have one picture with all your kids. 
And what they do is they take that picture and they write up custom prayer cards with your kids' names on it. So for example, I have a son named Elijah and a daughter named Eden. I sent them a picture of Elijah and Eden together, and they created this custom set of prayer cards that every time uh, it sits on your desk and it's and it has their picture on it, and it will say like uh, prayers for salvation, prayers for courage, prayers that my kids would fall in love with Jesus, prayers that they would love the scriptures, uh, all kinds of there's there's is over a couple dozen prayers for your kids. And it's specifically written out with their names in the prayers. And the reason why this is so big is because there's, I know like in my own personal life, I've met tons of other dudes who really want to like pray for their kids. They want to make that a spiritual practice where they're constantly praying for their kids. And yet we like kind of feel like we get stuck in just praying the same things over and over and over. Like, Lord, help Elijah and Eden be safe. Help him fall in love with you help them not be crazy and super disobedient today. Uh, You know, you just like get stuck praying the same thing over and over. So what this ministry does is help kind of put words into our mouth so that we're praying these um, scripture-based, biblically-based prayers over our children daily. And not only that, it just looks really good. Like it looks really good on your desk and it serves as a reminder to pray for your kids and gives you specific prayers to pray for them. Uh, with They even have the scripture references and all that. So anyway, I can't recommend them highly enough. They, they didn't pay me to say that. I'm not, this isn't like an advertisement. Um, I, I don't get paid to promote them. I just really do like what they're doing. And so uh, I highly encourage you. This is a really good Mother's Day gift. It's a really good Valentine's Day gift. If you listen to this right when the episode comes out, you have like two or three weeks to put your order in. Uh, and I would I would highly recommend doing that. I sent them a message and told them, I was like, hey, I love what you guys are doing. I'm a big fan of the product you guys are putting out and these reminders. I'm a big fan of your ministry. Would you consider hooking uh, the dad tired audience with a little bit of a discount? Uh, And they were more than like gracious, more than willing to say, yeah, absolutely. So if you go to backgateprayers.com and you put in an order, they'll have a promo code uh, box there for you. And if you just put the promo code dad tired, one word, all caps, dad tired, that will take 10% off your whole order. So, uh, again, I'm not getting paid for this. Uh, this is totally just me being excited about a ministry, but they, they were gracious enough to hook you up with 10% off. So just go to backgateprayers.com, put in your order and then use the promo code dad tired so that you can get uh, hook up there. I, my wife saw them when she came home from work, she saw the, the prayer cards and it, she, she got like teary eyed. She was like, she loved it. I had another dude, uh, when I mentioned this on Instagram, when I had mentioned their ministry, he sent me a message was like, dude, I already bought my wife a Valentine's day gift, but I actually just returned it so I can buy her these. Uh, that's how awesome they are. So anyway, they're just really cool. I can't recommend them highly enough. Also, uh, in the same line of recommendations, I just got done listening to an audiobook. I'm a big audiobook listener because we're dads and we're busy and we don't have time. We're husbands. It's hard to like sit down and read. Um, but I, I downloaded this book called Liturgy of the Ordinary Sacred Practices in Everyday Life. It's by a woman named Tish Harrison Warren. Um, I have not read a Christian like self-help book in a long time that I either one finished because it was so good or two, uh, when it was done, I was like, ah, oh, geez, I'm, I'm actually like really bummed that that's over because it, 
It was so good. And that's how I felt when I read this book. It was so good. Uh, and again, I'm not getting paid. <laughs> Tish Harrison Morin doesn't even know me. Uh, I don't get paid to uh, say that. I'm just, I, I'm always trying to give you guys good resources. And this was a really, really good book. She's basically talking about like, what does it mean to live a life of worship in everyday life? And she's a young parent too. So she like gets young kids and trying to have a job and all this. Like what, it, what does it mean to not have a disconnect between like your spiritual life and your normal mundane? every everyday stuff of life. Really, really good book. Again, I can't recommend that one highly enough. Uh, here's something I do get paid for, uh, but it doesn't cost you any money. So if you go to dadtire.com forward slash audible, if you've never used audible before, you can actually download any book you want. I would recommend downloading this one, Liturgy of the Ordinary. Um, you can download that for free and it's yours. Um, and if you don't like it, you can cancel at any time, but, um, they pay me like, I don't remember how much, like 10 or 15 bucks every time one of you sign up for audible and get a free book. So, um, full disclosure, I do get paid if you go to dadtire.com forward slash audible. Um, but again, I only recommend things that I'm like actually stoked about. So if you already have an Audible thing or if you want to go to the library and pick it up, get it there for sure. If you've never used Audible, it's a great way to listen to books. Uh, it helps us out. It doesn't cost you any more. And you get a free book. So your first book's free. I'd recommend Liturgy of the Ordinary, Sacred Practices in Everyday Life by Tish Harrison Warren. I will put a link in the show notes to both the Backgate Prayers and to her book so that you can have that there if you're looking for it or you're driving or working out or doing whatever studly manly thing you're doing right now, like shooting guns or something cool like that. Uh, as many of you know, I've been reading through the Bible with my wife, which has just been so good. I keep saying this over and over again. We're, uh, we're like on day 37 or day 38. Um, it's, it's helping me fall in love with Jesus. It's helping me fall in love with my wife. It's helping our marriage. Uh, it's giving me a greater understanding of who God is. It's just been so, so good. Um, again, I can't recommend it highly enough. I can't, I feel like that's the 15th time I've said that. And then since we've started the podcast, I'm recommending a lot of stuff today, but that is, uh, man, dude, it's, it's been really, really good. Um, anyway, I say that cause I kept reading these passages and we're through, we've read through Genesis. We've read through Exodus. We're almost done with Leviticus. And as I've been reading, I've been seeing these passages in scripture where, where God tells the people, uh, the Israelite people specifically, he tells them, there's this line where he says, when your children ask or when your children see. So in one context, there's this verse, um, I think in, I should have looked this up ahead of time, but I think it's in Exodus where God has delivered the people out of slavery in Egypt. He's moving them to the promised land. They should have died like Pharaoh was on the chase after them trying to kill them. And God saved them miraculously as he split the sea and then the sea collapsed on the Egyptians and it saved the Israelites. They should have died. Um, and God tells them to remember all the plagues that had happened to Pharaoh in Egypt. I know I'm kind of like, if you're new to the Bible, this may seem really confusing to you. But God basically takes these Israelite people and he delivers them. He frees them. And one of the main ways, one of the most remarkable ways that sticks out is this event called the Passover, where, where God takes out the firstborn of child of everyone's in their household. Um, and it's this really like dark, tragic, horrific scene where lots of firstborn uh, babies are dying and it's really, really sad. Um, but God is kind of responding to Pharaoh taking out the Israelite firstborn. I don't want to get like super theological and heady, although it's amazing. Um, 
Anyway, so God does this miraculous thing where he passes over in his grace. He passes over anyone who trusted in him and believed in him and put the blood of a lamb over the doorpost. And God passes over. And so if if you had done that, if you trust God, then you didn't experience death like everyone else was experienced, experiencing death. It's a huge foreshadow. It's probably the greatest foreshadow of Jesus later in scripture. Um but he tells them to pass to have a Passover meal where they remember that death passed over them. And what he says is, do this for all the generations. So when your children ask, what is this all about? You can point them back to God's faithfulness. And then there's a, there's a story later in scripture where Joshua is continuing to lead the Israelite people out of the uh, desert and into the promised land. And they again should have died or should not have been able to make it. And they cross another river. And before they move on, God tells them to build a memorial so that they remember what God had done. And again, he says, when your children ask or when your children see the memorial, they will ask you, like what happened here? And you can point them back to God's faithfulness and the things that God has done for you. And as I was reading these passages, it stuck out to me like, man, what am I doing in my life as a young dad, as a young husband? What am I doing in my life that will make my children ask, that would make my children ask, like, what is this all about? That would stick out to them, something that would help them remember. Um, And to be honest with you guys, like, I don't know, man. I'm when I first had kids. <laughs> uh, it's funny when you first have kids. Like you think that you actually know what you're doing as a dad. Uh, I was just talking to my wife about this. Like we we had kids when I think I was 22 when we had Elijah. Um, man, I was so dumb. Uh, I'm dumb now, and I was like even dumber then. Uh, just 22 year old boy, you know, like having. If you're 22, I don't mean you're a boy, but you're just young. You know, every, every five, 10 years, you feel like you're, you were dumb five or 10 years ago. And that's certainly how I felt. Uh, and so we had, a, we had our son at 22 years old and man, I felt like I really knew like, okay, I know, I know what it's how, what kind of dad I want to be. I know, I know how to raise kids. And truth is I have no idea how to raise kids. <laughs> I certainly had no idea, uh, six, seven years ago on how to raise kids. I just was clueless, um, even more so than I am now. But one of the things I thought was, you know, I'm not going to be all uptight like all these other parents and like put all these rules on my kids and like do traditions for the sake of traditions. Like they'll just know, they'll just get it. Like if I can just be me and my wife can just be her, like she'll, she'll get it. Uh, And when I was reading these passages in scripture, I got this sense that like, I wonder if the Israelites felt this, like, yeah, I mean, God just saved us. Like he while we walked through a parted sea, like, yeah, I'm going to remember that. And my kids are probably going to ask about that one day. I don't need to like do this memorial or do this like tradition. It's such a big deal that they're probably, probably just going to know. And that's how I feel about my kids sometimes. Like, yeah, I mean, I love God. I I follow Jesus. I'm serious about it. My kids are just going to know. And I have a feeling um, based on scripture and based on what we see God telling them to stop and remember or to build something or to do something so that their children will ask. I have a feeling that God would tell me and he would probably tell you, like your kids probably aren't just going to get it. They're not going to just know. And so what are you doing in your life? Like what intentional things are you doing in your life that would make your kids pause either now or five years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now that would make them pause and be like, man, why did dad do that? 
Like, why did mom and dad do that? What, what was this all about? It like sticks out to them in their mind, whether they see something or they remember something, they would look back and they would ask like, dad, what was that all about? This stuck out to me. Why did you always do this? And so I was trying to think like, all right, I don't want to be casual in my raising my kids. I want to be intentional about pointing them towards Jesus. I don't want to just assume that like my kids are going to be 18 years old, 25 years old, 35 years old, and say to themselves one day, like, man, I really love Jesus because I could just see dad love Jesus. Uh, Hopefully that's partly true, but I don't think, I think it's going to take more intentionality than that. And some of you, uh, you are like type A, you've got a schedule out, you've got traditions, you're you're like, you're doing it, man. You've got like, you've got all the boxes checked. And uh, maybe you need to like lighten up or have some grace or like they don't need to, your kids don't need to just see you behaving well, but they actually need to see your heart. That might be some of you, but I'm going to guess that most of you, because I know that you're between the ages of 25 and about 40, uh, for most of you younger dads, I'm going to guess that you're probably just kind of floating by and you're probably not doing too many things intentionally to point your kids back to Jesus. I think day to day you want that. I think like, you know, in your heart you want that, but I don't know how many of the things that are in your life uh, that you're intentionally doing to point your kids to Jesus. I only say that one, because I know that's true in my life. I try to be more casual and I can lean so heavy on casual that I lose intentionality. And I also say that because, uh, listen, I interact with tens of thousands now, men every week uh, through Dad Tired, and I just hear your stories and I hear what you're going through. And I think it's been true for most of you guys that you have a high desire to point your kids towards Christ, and yet your intentionality is really low. So um, here are some things that I, I just like started to jot down and think to myself, what are things that I want to be intentional about that I want my kids to see in order that they would remember who God is, what God's done, God's faithfulness, and that daddy didn't just like show up on Sundays. Daddy didn't just like talk about being a Christian, but it showed them constantly, like intentionally showed them almost practices or traditions that would show them. So here's some things that I wrote down that have been helpful in my life that I'm trying to get better at. And I hope might be helpful for you. Number one, I'm trying to read my Bible in front of my children. Uh, and this is new for me. I've been a parent now for coming up on seven years. So I'm, I'm still a rookie dad, but for most of the seven years, all of my Bible reading has either been personal uh, like I'm, I'm personally do it in my personal quiet time or non-existent if I'm being totally honest. So I'm either in seasons where I'm not reading scripture or I'm in seasons where I'm reading scripture privately. And one thing that I want to be said of me by my kids is that daddy is found reading the Bible often. Uh, I want them to actually see me with a physical Bible open, studying God's word and pursuing Jesus through his word. And so this is a practice that I've been doing. It's what I've been talking about the last couple of weeks. Uh, Every single day this year in 2018, I know we're not very deep in, but so far every single day and even a couple of weeks before the start of 2018, my kids have seen me with the Bible open, studying God's word. And uh, that's new, man. That's a new thing for me. And it's, again, I, I've talked about it just a few minutes ago, but it's been really good. It, it's it's beyond just like trying to put on a show for my kids. It's been so good for my heart and, and drawing my heart back to Jesus. Um, but it is good for my kids. It's good for them to see me in front of God's word. So that's one thing that I'm trying to do that like kind of like building a memorial, something that they could see. And they would say, why does daddy always do this? And hopefully something that they'll talk about five, 10, 15, 30 years from now. Um, 
Something else I'm trying to do is Sabbath. Uh, as a family, actually rest um, to take a day off where all of our electronics would be powered down, uh, where we would have a day where we're not out like spending money and consuming, but we're just together and we're refueling and we're remembering the heart of the gospel that our good work is not what saves us, not our, our productivity doesn't uh, identify us. You know, it's, it's not about how much we can get done in a day, but we can actually rest because the God of the universe, the God that we serve, the God of our family is taking care of everything. And this is gospel truth. I want my kids to remember, like, we don't always have to be busy and productive. We can rest because Jesus has already identified us as valuable despite what we get done. And we don't have to go spend money to try to get happiness because all of our joy comes from what Christ did on the cross, that He, we were sinners, wretched and wicked, and yet he saved us. And so that is what actually gives us joy. Not more stuff, not buying stuff, not even necessarily super cool experiences where we have to go do something awesome or be busy, we can just rest because God's good, because he saved us, because he should have been wrathful towards us and instead he gave us his grace. And so like we spend a day and we just be together and we rest and we refuel. Um, I'm actually planning on doing an entire podcast on Sabbath. So if that like is scratching where you're itching a little bit, you're like, man, I don't feel rested. I don't feel like we're rested as a family. Um, I'm gonna do a whole podcast on that uh, in the soon coming months. So don't worry. I'll do more on that later. Moving on here, another thing I'm trying to do is pray with my children, not just for them. I want them to hear me pray. I want them to hear how I talk to God. Um, I don't want to just pray for them quietly as I'm laying down at night before I go to sleep. I want to pray with them to model for them, something that they would remember 5, 10, 15, 30 years from now. Uh, Dad prayed with us often. Um, I'm trying to read devotionals with my children. I have a whole page on resources and good family devotionals that I that have been really helpful for my family. Again, this is another practice and intentional thing we're trying to model in our family where every single night I'm pointing my kids intentionally, not just like passively or hoping they catch something, but intentionally trying to give them something from God's word. So I'll link that page in the show notes as well so you can go back and, and look through all the devotionals and things that we use, books that we use. Uh, there. Uh, I'm trying to be, another practice that I'm trying to trying to do here is, is to be affectionate with Layla um, and in front of my kids. I guess I, guess I should clarify that. Uh, we're affectionate, baby, uh, in private. <laughs> uh, but what I'm trying to do is be affectionate with Layla in front of my children, obviously to uh, the extent that's appropriate. Uh, but I want, the, I want my kids to like see me holding my wife's hand. I want them to see me giving her a kiss and giving her a hug when she comes home from work or I come home from work uh, to hug each other, to embrace each other. I want my kids to see this. I want this to be such a rhythm and such a practice in front of my kids that they, again, would be another thing that they look back on and see, man, dad, mom, dad was always affectionate. He was always pursuing mom's heart. And again, this is gospel reminder that they would see me pursue my bride and it would remind them that it would give them a glimpse of the fact that God has always pursued his bride, us. Um, So this is part of that affectionate reminder practice that our kids, we can point our kids back to. I try to post pictures. Um, Whenever we have families over for dinner, I try to take a picture with them and then post it in our house. So we have an actual board that has dozens and dozens of pictures over the years of everyone that's come into our house to share a meal. And again, this is just a way that our kids would look and they would hopefully remember like, man, we, we host a lot of people at our house. We, a lot of people come over here for dinner. 
And the point of that is that they would recognize that God isn't just the God of our little family, but God's the God of all kinds of families, that he's the God of the whole world, and we're part of a bigger story. So it's kind of the memorial thing, that they would look at it and they would see something about God that would point them. And again, listen, I don't have my head in the clouds here. Like, my kids aren't walking around all day, like, seeing me hold my wife's hand or a picture on the wall and, like, reminding themselves of the gospel. Trust me, I I don't think that that's happening every day, but I want to have as many intentional things. Uh, I'll throw a thousand darts on the wall and hope one sticks. It's that kind of theory. Uh, finally, I'll say this. This is the last one here. I, I, wanna, I want my kids to see me apologizing and repenting a lot. Um, I just think it's so healthy for our kids, especially, uh, I was going to say, especially for boys, but the truth is for, for all of our kids, I just think it's so healthy for them to see dad apologize to them, to, uh, our wife, to our friends, to other people. I want like, if I'm apologizing or repenting and if it's appropriate, I want them to see that. Um, and again, this is some of the intentionality that I want to put in my life that my kids would question, why did dad always do that? And it opens up an opportunity for me to remind them of who God is, remind them of the gospel, remind them that they're part of a bigger story. Um, so anyway, those are some thoughts that I jotted down. I tried to fly through them there. I hope that was helpful. I'll put as much of the things that I talked about today in the show notes so that you can go back and click through all that. I love you guys. Again, if this is helpful, pause it right now. Leave a review. It helps more guys get exposed to the dad tired ministry. We get more guys joining arms to uh, fall in love with Jesus and help our families do the same. I love you guys. I'll see you next week. Later. Later.